and welcome to this week's podcast episode. I'm your host, Elena Stoddard, and I am so excited for this week's episode because I'm talking about something that is kind of crazy to me. I'm talking about things I've learned. I'm just kind of reflecting on my last year as a teenager. So I guess this is me trying to look back on all my years as a teenager, so like age 13 to 19, but then it's like, what do I really remember as a 13-year-old? Really not much. Not, Not much has stayed from there. So I guess this is, when I say teenager, more like maybe 15 to 19, like basically my high school era is what I'm reflecting on because I'm going to be 20 on October 8th. That is my birthday. I'm literally going to be 20, which is insane to me. So now, besides the fact that I'm coming to terms with the fact that I've literally been on this earth for two decades, let's just get into the content of today's episode. And I have brainstormed out five main bullets that I think can encompass all of the things that I have learned so far. And I'm still learning, obviously. These are not set things. These are just things that I've noticed so far, and I want to share them with you. And so the first thing that I got from my teenage years, which is really, I think, one of the most important things, is it's not the end of the world and things are temporary. So I experienced this a lot when I was maybe a sophomore, junior in high school. When big things happen to you, because you're so young, that big thing is everything to you. So like, let's say you have multiple AP exams coming up and you're in high school. Well, in your world, AP exams are a huge deal because it, you know, impacts your college. Well, let's say you plan to go to college. It impacts your college life. It impacts your grades, and what classes you'll take in the future, and so it's a big part of your life. But once you get past that stage, APs don't really mean crap. Like, they're really a thing in the past. Or if you're stressing about, like, a high school relationship breakup, it probably does feel like the end of the world, when in reality you're so young and you have, hopefully, a whole, whole world of possibilities in front of you. So really learning to put whatever I'm feeling or going through into a perspective has definitely helped me. Just kind of pausing when something goes wrong and asking myself, hey, is this really going to mean something to you detrimental in like two weeks? Okay, what about two months? Now what about two years? you know, and I think that has really helped me, and obviously I'm not great at it still, I'm still super young and naive, and I don't know crap about the world, but that's something that I'm trying to work on, and I think it's helped me a lot so far. Before I get into the second thing on my list that I want to share with you, I first want to ask you, anytime that you've spent a long period of time with someone, Have you noticed that you start picking up their mannerisms? For instance, let's say you are on a weekend little getaway with one of your best friends. And let's say this best friend always says the word hot potato. I don't know. Like, I'm just making up an example. She'll always be like, oh, hot potato. Like, instead of saying dang it or like damn it, you know, when something goes wrong, 
she'll go hot potato. And then after that weekend trip, you get back and you're doing your daily life, you're not with her, and all of a sudden, you knock over something. And instead of saying, oh crap, you go, hot potato. Oh, maybe you just said hot potato because you've been around someone who's been saying hot potato all weekend. And so it kind of just like sunk into you and your behavior. And so that is where I'm going with my second point is that you always have to be careful and conscious of who you're giving your time to because I believe you are a melting pot of the five people you spend the most time with. So for instance, you will probably start picking up on whatever vibe they are giving out. So let's say the five people in your life are like your parents, maybe a sibling, and then your three best friends. Well, if your parent is always really hardworking, and so is your sibling, they're both really hardworking, like go school, academics, you know, get that bread type of people, you will probably exhibit that because... That's just what you're around, especially if it's a parent, because they're the ones raising you, kind of, you know, so that makes sense. But what surprised me more is the people in your social circle. So, for example, when I was in high school, I ran track and cross country. And I was the type of student in high school where I would not go to bed at a decent hour. I'd be going to bed maybe midnight, 1 a.m. on a school night, which isn't great, but it is what it is. And when I made a group of friends in cross country, all of these girls went to bed latest time, maybe 10.30. They were always in bed 10 o'clock, start the routine at 9.30. And slowly throughout the year as it went on, I noticed myself going to bed earlier and earlier. Now, don't get me wrong, going to bed early did have its perks. I mean, I got a better night's sleep. My body could heal better from whatever track or cross-country workout we did. I probably performed better in races because I was getting more sleep. But I don't think I would have truly made the shift for more sleep if it weren't for the girls around me. Because I was hanging out with this group of friends all the time because we were at practice. And then since we were just good friends, we'd hang out afterwards. We'd go to like meets together, get dinner afterwards. So just being around these people kind of changed my view on it. And this goes in your normal life too. Are the people around you super negative and kind of low energy? Or are they upbeat and positive and optimistic? Because whatever that vibe is, I believe that over time, it'll wear off on you. And I noticed that, especially in high school, because you're always around people, you know? And that kind of transitions me into my third point on the list. And that would be that... Not all friendships are meant to last forever. And now, I'm not saying that you should dump all of your friends or that the friends you have right now, those relationships are going to come to an end. I'm just saying that throughout high school, I made a lot of more situational friends. And those situational friends are amazing. They were amazing at the time. But I don't quite keep up with them now that I'm out of high school and the situation that we became friends in. So an example of this is let's say every day you go to biology class and this biology class is two hours long and then there's a two-hour lab after it. So you're spending a lot of time there, right? And you become super close with your lab table. Well, that makes sense. You guys are hanging out all the time. You're doing something. There's a common goal at mind, aka do the biology class. And then that class ends. Are you and those people still hanging out as often? Maybe, maybe not though. And so I feel like it's 
a good thing to accept that some things aren't going to last forever. And it's not for any real negative reason, more just that's the natural flow of what's happening in your life and someone else's life. And then there are going to be some friends that do last forever, and that's amazing as well. And so that's just something that I wanted to include on the list. The next idea or thing that I have listed that I'm going to be telling you about, I'm sure you've heard it before, and it's the phrase, fake it till you make it. And I wholeheartedly believe in this phrase. I think that it can solve a lot of your issues, and it's just the simple principle of gaslighting yourself into good things. So let me elaborate some more on this. So in my psychology class that I took my senior year, or at least I think it was psychology class, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it was psychology class, I learned that the chemicals or the biological, like whatever thingamabobbers are released in your body that make you nervous and excited are actually the same chemical. There's no physical, like, difference between the makeup of them so they're literally the same thing except let's say you're waiting you're waiting in line to go and give a huge presentation you're waiting in line to give this presentation that's worth 50 percent of your grade and you have to give it in front of your whole class versus you're waiting in line to get on your absolute favorite ride at an amusement park It's literally the same thing, being nervous for the presentation or excited to go on the ride. Except the situation that you're in makes you think different things about them. The situation waiting to give your speech, you're like, oh, I have to give this speech. It's so much of my grade, so much is at stake versus, oh, the ride, it's going to be so much fun. And so I've been working on this and I did this so much throughout high school is simply changing the label and the context for how I'm feeling and just gaslighting myself into the more positive thing. So if I was nervous about starting like a game or a cross-country race, instead I would tell myself, no, Elena, you're not nervous at all. When that gun goes off, because they like shoot a gun up in the air to start cross-country races, you're going to take off running and you're going to love it because you're so excited for this race. And at first, it sounds silly. You don't really believe yourself. Does it even work? Eh, debatable. But after doing it enough, I've realized that it kind of slowly has started working. Just faking it till I make it, you know? Um, Same goes with confidence. If you're feeling unconfident, well, maybe just pick your head up, roll your shoulders back, walk with a little more pep in your step, and people around you will believe it, and soon enough you'll start to believe it if you just keep telling yourself that. So, yeah, gaslighting, not great when it's being done to you, but if you can gaslight yourself in positive ways, that is where gaslighting is actually super helpful, and I think it's great in that sense, yeah. (laughs) And last but not least, the final thing I want to talk about, this I could literally say in 30 seconds, it is what we are all taught in school. It is the golden rule. Simply... Treat others how you would want to be treated. Literally, just be nice to everyone. Just be friendly. And this is so another, well, no shit, Sherlock, Elena. No, duh, this makes sense moment. But I've really seen it play out throughout my teenage years and even now. Because as a kid, do you really know what's going on? No. Like, do you really remember what you were 
doing, thinking, and feeling at eight years old? Nah. But some of us, at least if you're my age, like you're around late teens, early 20s, then you remember your teenage years. You remember your sophomore, junior year in high school. And I feel like just having a smile on your face when you walk in the class, you know, just greeting the people around you, holding the door, just all those little things add up and it just makes life more enjoyable if you are nice to other people because then they will be nice to you and it'll just be a great environment to be existing in. And so that's why the final thing on this list is simply just the golden rule. It really does make a difference and it's so simple but I feel like sometimes it can be lost, forgotten, or even just overlooked and underrated. So that is going to be it for this week's episode. That's all I got for you today. I wanted to keep this list short and sweet and not ramble because there's no need to ramble, right? No need. No need at all. As always, I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye!